0: And welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. And uh, quickly getting into this week's uh, show, uh, we're heading to Cheltenham this weekend for the first Cheltenham meeting of the season. Three ra- races covered, as usual, as per normal, as the uh, national hunt season starts to shift up through the gears. And then we take our usual John to Scotland to close the show with our football Trixie, uh, Top, Middle and Bottom. Bit of a change this week with Top, Middle and Bottom, but we'll uh, we'll explain all when we get to it. Uh, but racing first as always, it's the William Hill Handicap Chase due off at 1.15, the first of uh, our races for us this week on the Racing Pod Blast. Ben, can you start us off with that one? and Welcome along, mate.
1: Yes, hi, oh, hello. Yep, the yeah, William Hill Handicap Chase competitive looking... Opener for this one at Cheltenham. Uh, I've narrowed the field down to the following short list of Hado Dezobu, not long till May, Royal Margot, and before midnight, uh, Hado de Zobu. Very much an unexposed type. One of the four chase starts today, but what we've seen from him so far has been very impressive. Uh, I suspect he's got a good bit up his sleeve. Still, he was last seen winning by 19 lengths at Warwick in January. Form was boosted, backed up uh, by his three opponents that day. Have all won since, so looks like solid form. I think they'll almost certainly try and take this from the front on Hadozobu. I suppose the small concern here might be that he's faded in the final stages of his two previous seasonal debut runs. He might just need the run to blow away the cobwebs and knock the freshness out of him, but. He is a horse I like for the season, Hado De Zobu. Uh, Not long till May, last seen running a massive race at the festival in the Turner's novice chase behind stage star. Clearly, clear that was best effort that day. It was only his fourth chase start, and he did come in unbeaten in three chase starts. He's been raised £10 for that, but I think he is a horse. He's another one that's got more still to offer. A little bit of concern that the Lord of Morgan yard have been very quiet in recent months, so... Again, could be not long term May will benefit for the item, but he is one I think that could snaffle a decent pot somewhere this season. That could be this Saturday. Royal Margot will be having only her fifth start for Tom Simmons here since moving from France, and she's another interest me this season. She started life over here on a mark of one three five, but is now able to run off one two five. That drop has come after only three chase starts. I think that gives her. A big chance. Uh, if not here, then definitely somewhere this season. She won seven of our 13 races, When in France. She's only a five-year-old, so she's likely got plenty still to come. Uh, she ended last season with a fine second in a mare's handicap chase at the Channel Maple meeting. The horse that beat her that day, Pink Legend, won a listed race by seven and a half lengths next time out. horse that finished 11 lengths behind her in that Channel race came out and won by 11 lengths on her next start. So, Royal Margot's uh, recent form, our last bit of form, looks solid. I think she's potentially been overlooked in the market for this, just quite lofty prices. And finally, there's a previous winner of the race, before midnight. He won it two years ago for Sam Thomas, and he's now with Fergal Bryan. He struggled for form a little last season, but I suspect that was mainly down to being too high in the handicap. The Handicapper has given him a big chance. Now he's dropped him at 135. That's £9 below his last and highest on the mark. A pound below the mark he won this race off. Uh, his reduced mark has also helped plenty by his jockey on Saturday. £7, claimer Ben Sutton. He's got some excellent stats this year, especially in handicaps. He has recorded 7 winners and 5 place efforts from 17 rides. So, clearly a jockey on the up. The one who looks like he's stealing £7 right now, so before midnight is going to be helped further by his seven pound claim. Uh, he also had a, a nice pipe opener at Chepstow a couple of weeks ago. So he'll hold some race fitness over a few of his opponents on Saturday. And I'd be probably looking to two side with before midnight and also Royal Margot each way. What are you thinking, Tony?
0: I'm looking at, uh, last eight winners were aged between six and eight and, uh, no bigger than 17 to two, which, which I found quite interesting, uh, the winners and, uh, uh, seven of the last eight winners were making the seasonal debuts, not run for at least 181 days, uh, and from the top five in the weights. But um, I'm, I'm coming down to, uh, like yourself, had De Zobo for uh, trainer Gary Moore, Jamie Moore in the saddle there. I'm quite impressed with his uh, three and three-quarter lengths. Uh, Win at Doncaster in December, and uh, back in January, won by 19 lengths in a uh, handicap chase, uh, on his handicap chase debut, out of Novice uh, Company, Uh, sorry, it was his second handicap uh, chase there, Uh, and he's off a mark of 146. Uh, you'll have to go some off uh, off that way, but um, I, I think he's got a big chance also a couple at uh, each way prices obviously bigger than the 172 2 that I alluded to earlier triple trade for Joe Tizard Brendan Powell in the saddle there, he's won his last two at the back end of last season at Wincanton, uh, Wincanton and Kempton uh, by two lengths and nine and a half lengths he's now off mark of uh, one, two, nine, triple trade could go well at an each way price and not long till May, Ben. I'm uh, I'm pleased uh, it was on your short list. I do like uh, Not Long Till May... Uh, Won uh, four in a row between January twenty two and February twenty three, and has uh, been running well. Uh, And ran well in uh, when last seen in March in the Turner Novices, second of seven in the Grade One term and uh, Turner Novices at the Cheltenham Festival. Not long till May, around uh, ten to one. I think I'll be I'll be certainly playing that one and having a look at Triple Trade and Hades Desobo uh, as uh, post time. Uh, approaches there uh, onto the one hundred and fifty, the Masterton Masterson Holdings Hurdle Class Two over two miles. Ben,
1: yeah, I race that Paul Nichols does like to target. Uh, he sent ten runners here previously. Three of them have won. Four others have finished second. Yeah, those three winners and four place horses, they all started at four to one or less. This year he's got the favourite in blue king doro. Uh, he didn't do much on his first two runs for the yard, but a wind up at the start of the year absolutely unlocked him. Uh, he won a juvenile handicap. Hurdle at Ascot, and then he followed up with a second in a, a viable open handicap at Aintree. Form of that entry race has worked out very strongly since. A Blue King Doro, he's also entered in the Greatwood Hurdle at Cheltenham next month. So Nichols must think there's plenty still to come from the four year old. It's uh, worth noting that Nichols, he almost pulled off the Matterson's Holdings Hurdle and Greatwood Hurdle double with Sam Tagal in 2013. Uh, that one won this race and then only went down by half a length in the Greatwood. Um, so, while Blue King De Roo, he may not... And it's not all that interesting for me from a betting perspective here currently. He's quite a tight price. Um, I think he is an interesting horse with a future in mind. Uh, he was clearly well thought of when he first came over here. Clearly had some sort of breathing issue. Uh, Judging on his last few runs, that issue was very much rectified. So, I do think Blue King De Roo is the likeliest winner of this. Um, I'll have an eye on him with the Great Wood Hurdle in mind next month. Uh, Given there are two at the head of the market in this at 2-1 or shorter, that does put the rest of the field on a very tempting each-way prices. I do like the look of the Twisting Davies runner, Mr. Mackay. He's by Mount Nelson. His hurdlers, from a a limited number of stats in but the uh, Mount Nelson hurdlers, they do run well at Cheltenham. Uh, Either five wins and two places from twenty starts. His offspring come here off a top four finish last time out. Five wins, two places from fourteen qualifiers. The Twist and Davies. He also has a decent record at this meeting with chasers and hurdlers. uh, when the ground is riding good or good to soft, and the horse has gone no more than four runs without a win. Twenty two winners, eleven places from eighty six qualifiers with those types. Twenty six percent win strike rate. 38% winning play strike, right? Over 34 points profit. So I'm going to take an each-way swing at the and Davies' Mr. Mackay in this one, Tony. What have you got? Love it.
0: Bit of porridge going on there. Yeah, I've got uh, Blue King Doro and uh, Spirit Do- Donou. Uh, Gary Moore, Jamie Moore in the saddle there and uh, Blue King Doro for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Can't really... Um, Split those two to be honest. I think it's a one of those two should really be winning this. Uh, it I, I find it hard to to see past um those two. One of those surely must um have a big chance of winning, but uh, as you say, Ben, at the prices they're a bit skinny, aren't they? So we're looking elsewhere and um. Possibly a big price, one could go uh, a decent, uh, at a bigger price, is uh, July Junot. J- J- or July Joan um, for David Pipe, Jack Tudor in the saddle, he's around 28 to 1 with a couple of firms at the moment uh, a gelding uh, four year old gelding uh, I did like, he's finished second three times in his uh, last three starts uh, going back to March 23 and then uh, ran well on seasonal debut or on his uh, on his return 11th of September uh, this year and um, he uh, Finished second of 12, uh, beating the neck on that occasion and then second of five at Chepstow earlier this month. Uh, Beaten one and three quarter lengths as the seven to four favourite, so he was quite fancied uh, that day to Go Close. But he's twenty eight to one tomorrow in this race. Um, uh, Will be having an each way, very small each way, on uh, July Joan, uh for David Pipe and Jack Tudor in that uh, one fifty, the Masterson Holdings hurdle over uh, over two miles class two contest. Oh dear, the uh, the three o'clock. <laughs> God oh, I hate at the potemps. Um yeah. the uh three o'clock potemse handicap hurdle. <laughs> uh, good stuff, isn't it? It's all good stuff. Uh the uh, just for just mark down what finishes fifth and sixth, and then you'll be all right, everyone. Uh Ben, what do you fancy in the three o'clock of the potemps?
1: Yeah, we love these races. <laughs>
0: um,
1: there is a couple that catch my eye in this one. Uh, Eswa de Rome for Kim Bailey is the first one. I have prime conditions for the horse as class 2 level or less and running off a break of 49 days or more. Under those conditions, he is four wins and a second from six starts. That's all four of his career wins. He also comes here off a wind-up. It's the second wind up of his career. He won first time up of his first wind-up way back in November 2020. More interesting, though, he fits a Kim Bailey first-time wind-up angle that I have uh, plugged into one of my databases, that angle being Kim Bailey chasers or hurdlers, first run of uh, of a wind-up and returning of a break of 120 to 300 days. With those types, Kim Bailey is 15 winners and 10 placed horses from 45 qualifiers. 33% win strike rate, 56% win and place strike rate. 34 points profit on the angle as well. So Espoir de catches my attention on a few different streams there. I think he's got a a chance in this race. Uh, And the other angle that caught my eye was claiming jockeys. Five of the 14 renewals of this race have been won by a horse ridden by a claimer, including the last three renewals. Uh, Nine further place horses have also been ridden by claimers. If you knock out the big outsiders, uh, horses are bigger than 20 to 1, and you also knock out those that were set to carry 11 stone, five or more, you'd have had 30 qualifying bets over the years in the race. 5-1, 5-1, 8-placed, would have returned 39 points profit. Each way profit would have been over four to five points profit. There's four this year that qualify on that angle. Moon over Clune, Hurricane Harvey, Jet of Magic and Gort Millish. All of those four, I quite like the look of Hurricane Harvey. Uh, if you look at him over 2-mile 4 to 3-mile trips on good to soft or soft and in the October or January period, you see that Hurricane Harvey is six wins from seven starts. That's all six of his career wins. Two of those wins, he was ridden by the claiming jockey on board on Saturday, Jack Hogan. So, in what are always tricky races, Paratens qualifiers, I'm going to take two each-way stabs, I'm going to go for Espoir de Rome and Hurricane Harvey, both around 18 to 1 or bigger, Tony, what have you got? Uh,
0: good luck with that, Ben, good luck, uh, yeah, I've just noticed the bashful boy, well, not noticed, but uh, just a point now, there won't be a bashful boy, who uh, finished a fine fourth in the which is lining up in this, uh, finished fourth at 100 Uh, to one bashful boy David Pipe Jack Tudor but uh, I'll only be having a a little I mean I'll be having no more than a fiver on this race I'll be honest with you Uh, judicial law for trainer John Joe Neal John Joe Neal junior in the saddle he's around 14 to 1 there's uh, there's uh, five places up for grabs with uh, most of the firms uh, he fits um, an angle of uh, looking for runners aged between 5 and 7 uh, 6 or more handicap hurdle uh, starts and no more than 5 handicap hurdle wins judicial law fits uh, that uh, makeup up there he's by fame and glory he's finished in the uh He's finishing the first three in his last five starts, going back to May uh, this year, uh, running on good ground and heavy ground and soft ground, and has actually won, uh, did actually win uh, three of those five uh, races, but all of them coming on uh, good ground, uh, which is a major point there. Uh, He's finished third of 12 on heavy and third of eight on uh, soft ground at Cartmel in August so I think he's got a decent chance of hitting the frame, given five places. If uh, John Joe wishes for him to finish in the first five, uh, judicial law at fourteen to one uh, with uh, most firms and uh, most firms paying uh, five places, and that's the only one I will be having a look at in the potential handicap hurdle. Uh, good luck if you play in that one. All right, it's uh, time for top, middle, and bottom. <laughs>
1: Being footballers, you cannot explain why you won. It just happens.
0: Chasing a ball around a park, wanting one team to win against the other. El Mahani, right foot, whips it. Oh, babes, man top middle and bottom is the uh, bit of the pod you've all been waiting for uh, be- but uh, before this week's selections Ben an update uh, from last week's action uh, and you're getting closer I'm getting there Tony
1: last <laughs> week's results yourself two losers one cancelled match minus four <laughs> points Fantastic. I think this, this is the storm wiped out a few uh, myself two winners one cancelled match Plus 9.52 at last, a return, a decent return. Um, Overall totals are now me, minus 8.53, but I'm I'm clawing it back. Mm. Uh, Me, minus 8.53 yourself, plus 3.54. The gap is closing, Tony. Certainly is. The gap is closing. Uh, This week, we need to make a small tweak because there are no Scottish second division games. I think they've probably just given up on the league like the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it it turns out it is the Scottish Cup second round, and we have great ties like Dunbar versus East Fife, so we're going to miss that. Uh, We're going to pull in the big guns this week, the Scottish Premiership. Um, So my top middle and bottom this week, top Scottish Premiership. Kilmarnock to beat Aberdeen at 31 20. Uh, Aberdeen probably still be boosted from their European game on Thursday evening by the time this 12 o'clock Sunday game rolls around. I think that would have taken a lot out out of Aberdeen physically and mentally. It's only take Kilmarnock to get the home win here. At Middle Scottish Championship, Wraith Rovers to beat Dunfermline at Evens. My old next door neighbours, Wraith. They've been quite tight at home this season. Uh, they've won three, drew one, only dropping points against league leaders Dundee United. Dunfermline coming to this off the back of two defeats, so I'm going to take Raith Rovers to beat Dunfermline in the Fife Derby. And bottom, Scottish first Cove Rangers to beat Queen of the South at my favourite price, 163 to 100. Uh, Queen of the South <laughs> being poor at home this season. They were also on a poor overall run until scraping a win against Annan last week I think they were a little lucky to get the win based on the match reports. so I am going to side with Cove Rangers to get the win here, they finally started to string together some results after a poor start and this looks a winnable match for Cove so that is top, Kilmarnock middle, Rovers bottom, Cove Rangers Tony, what you got?
0: Uh, I'm going for I'm going for some skinny this week listeners by the way um it, the, the gloves are off now it's getting far too near uh, Motherwell at home to Ross County at 10 to 11 I'm afraid uh, Partick away at Cre- Queen's Park which is 5 to 4 and Hamilton away at Montrose 8 to 11 so Motherwell at 10 to 11 Partick 5 to 4 Hamilton at 8 to 11 now. so uh, yeah you're getting a bit too close there Ben so I'm going to have to go skinny wise I'm
1: coming for you I'm coming for you <laughs> it's always going to happen
0: fantastic all right, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pop Blast. Very best of luck with your betting at Cheltenham this weekend. Remember, you can uh, catch me on Shed Hot Radio weekdays between six and nine, and you can also catch uh, more from Ben over on NarrowingTheField.co.uk. NarrowingTheField.co.uk. We'll be back next week with the next episode of the Racing Pop Blast. Uh, big thanks for listening, and have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers, Ben. Just Cheers, everyone.